You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round 14. This episode is brought to you by the Gonzago Shuffle, uh, the one contribution Inter Miami has made to MLS this season. Uh, uh, no, 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 sorry, sorry. Um, uh, no, actually brought to you by uh, the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider and MLSFantasyBoss.com. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLS Fantasy Boss. And tonight I'm joined by uh, my partners in fantasy, co-host bringing that one back from, from last year, our, our normal new co-host team, uh, Mr. Blaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. And I'd also like to welcome our very special guest, one of our top Patreon supporters, Patrick Smith. How are you all doing tonight? I'm good. I'm great. Doing good. Happy, happy to have you. Uh, we almost didn't have Patrick with us tonight. He's usually in chat with us, and I had messaged him earlier today and just never got the notice from Twitter saying that he responded being like, yes, until, oh, Patrick, what, like 20 minutes ago? And I was like, oh, yes, yeah. sorry, here you go. We'll, we'll see what happens. Roll this dice. But Patrick is quite the good sport. Like I said, he's normally with us in chat uh, during during the evenings, during the live broadcasts on YouTube. So he is here with us live, and we are so excited to have him. And I love your, your setup behind you, Patrick. Thank you. Kind of... Put together hastily, I decided to rearrange my desk a little bit, and that's just kind of what I came up with in like 10 minutes before while waiting on the Zoom invite to be accepted. <laughs> I like it. I like it so much. Uh, Blaine, you've got your your normal setup behind us. Ashley, you look a little sparse today. I know. Sorry. We um, are selling our house. Oh, that's so right. We just, so I had to take all my stuff out from behind here, so... Just repping my USA tank today. Keep well, I, I do see one Sounders banner behind you, so I, I think yeah, you've well, got some spirit. <laughs> it's, there's just there's just Sounders items hidden throughout the house that when people do things, they're going to like pull change a, a, a an outlet and be like, "What? There's a, a Sounders ticket stub here. What's going on?" So that's going to happen. Uh, but yes, well, thank you everyone who's joining us. Uh, we are here to talk round 14, but first we're going to sort of preview round 13, which came fast and furious and it was unrelenting and so, so embodied what MLS fantasy is and the true hashtag because MLS, those of you who have followed us for a while, those of you who may be new, that's just our way of acknowledging all of the crazy and unpredictable elements that make Major League Soccer so fun, so fun. Uh, the rotations, the injuries, the call-ups, the non-call-up notifications, and and everything that may happen uh, that does happen. Uh, and that's what what Are we had. Do what? The scrubs that started. The scrubs that start and cause you to lose nine points. More on that later because MLS. So let's do a quick preview or review of how our teams did and then talk about just some takeaways from this past round blaine how'd you do uh 106 <clears throat> and not too thrilled with that one that's a little farther down the rankings that i want to be for champions league to start with i listened to one of our co-hosts and decided to drop Knighton from my keeperoo at the beginning and that cost me a few points um the guys i had backed up for that just weren't there um 
got a little nervous when I saw Bo not starting the first game, so I switched over to Klamala. He got nine. Can't complain about nine off the bench, but Bo's 15 would have been better. It's just it's really weird when you don't see a forward start that first game and you always wonder what's going to happen for the second one. I hate that in double game week. Sometimes you just want to ride it out. Um, overall, not too bad. Captain Keel, like always, which paid off. Um, I did stick with Mensa. I had Mensa in there from the very beginning. So I got the highest score of the round on my defense. Uh, Fontas put up a six without a clean sheet again. So I'm not going to complain about that. And then Mukhtar hit well enough. I mean, an 11 for that second game is, is solid. We're going to watch that Mukhtar Leal battle a lot, but I just think Mukhtar is going to be your better option strong or going forward. Um, but that's really what I have for my team. A 106, it was like, I think it's weak rank 860 something. Like not, not where I want to be to start the Champions League, but nowhere near out of it with that score. Mm-hmm. Ashley, how'd you do? Yeah, I tried to come out of this third section for Champions League a little cheeky, um, and it failed, and I'm okay with that because I'd rather try than not do it. Um, I captain Carlos Vela this week. Um, wasn't the best captain. Uh, I went back and forth between Pepe and Aruti because, as you guys know, I'm a big Pepe fan. I picked him up a couple times this year, and he's hit. Didn't pick him up this week, and he got a hat trick. I don't know what that says about me. Um, and then just kind of busted in the rest of my midfield, tried to go Lucho, um, Zella, even without a goal and assist seven is good, but not what I would have wanted had Tati. Um, so I had one, Oh, I think, I don't think I said this one of seven, which is nothing to shake my head at, but like Blaine said, I'm not super happy with it. I feel like I missed a couple of, of clear opportunities and, and kind of did some tinkering when I saw the first couple lineups too dropped a bow and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, lost to my husband, which is becoming way too regular for me, but uh, he's becoming more gracious. So I do appreciate that. (laughs) He's learning. Mm -hmm. He's learning. Uh, As for myself, I got a 99, which I was not happy with at all. I wanted to get the triple digits, uh, but as I alluded to just moments ago, I had a, a switcheroo snafu and one of my Austin guys ended up playing cost me nine points for, for Callens not coming off my bench. So I traded my 10 for a one. Uh, so could have had 108, which would have still not been fantastic. Uh, well, I mean, it would have been respectable, um, but, but it would, uh, it would have been good, but I, I had a lot of success with people this week. I stuck with uh, Barraza, which I think you kind of poo pooed last week, Blaine with that 11 points coming off the bench. So that was, that was very nice. Otherwise I had Lennon had Fontas uh, moon Wan didn't do well for me with his three, but that was uh, besides my, my scrub. Uh, that was my lowest points. Uh, had Crylock had heel had Zillarion Mukhtar. Uh, I opted for pause over Soteldo and I had him on my bench though, because we had a lot of that back and forth last week. And so I ended up thinking that was the safest bet there. Um, so yeah, yeah, pretty strong, a pretty strong week, but with the double game week, triple digits is what we're seeing a lot. So I wish it would have been a little bit better. Uh, Patrick, what about you? Uh, not bad, but like Blaine, I'm not happy with it. I had a 108. Um, stuck with my gut when Bo didn't start the first game. Kept him in there thinking the second one, if he was rested, he would go off. Paid off. Yeah. Uh, did the same with 
Yosef, that did not pay off as well, but nope. he was on the bench, so all good. No harm, no foul. Um, biggest failures for me this week were Kim Moon with his three and Lucho with his six. Other than that, pretty good. Um, Soteldo, I went with him over Paz. Had Mukhtar, Captain Heel, uh, Lennon with a nine, Herrera seven, uh, Zella with a seven, and we won't talk about my keeper situation. <laughs> I went uh, Alec Khan and Miller, and that did not play out. Yeah, it was it was rough. This was definitely a, with everyone playing, almost everyone playing a double, everyone but two teams. This was definitely a rough time for the Aroos. Uh, so if you are in a situation like this, um, it was definitely easy to get caught up in, in something not working out, someone playing. Um, Ashley actually helped me. One of my, my original Atlanta or my original, sorry, Austin scrub player ended up playing and I went crap. And I swapped him to another player who then ended up subbing in. And I was just like, well, crap. So, <laughs> so that just ended up how that, how that's time went. So, um, but it happens to all of us and uh, see a lot of great scores in chat, 115s, 109s, 108s. And like I said, I, I, I was kind of being, being negative to getting like a 108. That, that's a solid score. I mean, if you got triple digits, that's what you wanted to see for this round. Uh, see some 115s, 111. You guys did, did awesome. Um, awesome here as well. So I was hoping – for triple digits this round and getting, I think getting 99 makes it even worse. Cause it's like so uh, uh, right there, right there. So, but yeah, the fantastic score. So if you guys got triple digits this week, I think you're doing fine. You definitely were looking more for that one ten or higher, I think to have some, a really good competitive start, but being in triple digits at all after this round is a good place to be going into the third qualifier for the champions league. Let's talk about some other takeaways that we had in general from this round. Ashley. Yeah. Um, that Nashville offense is firing. Um, like Lane said, I think you're going to see a lot of back and forth between Leo and Mukhtar for points. Um, CJ Sapong, Blaine's been talking about CJ Sapong for a couple of weeks, came through. Um, I mean, not that he hasn't before, but this week he really, really came through if you had him, which I didn't because I would, why would you? But hey, he did, he pulled it off. Um, they're rotating a moderate amount in that midfield and still doing well. Cadiz DP still not starting and they're still just scoring a ton of goals. So, um, we'll see how they do on the road this week. I think that'll be a good test, but, um, that offense is looking pretty, pretty great. Um, on the other side, NYC FC's defense is looking a lot more of the solid that we know, even without Sean Johnson, um, their wingbacks are starting to get into the attack. Not as much from Tinnerholm as we normally say. I don't know if we've talked about that extensively on air, but um, he's not the one to pick up for me, but the defense is still looking wild. Um, I just wrote WTF Orlando, and I think everybody knows what I mean there. I don't think I need to elaborate on that. Um, I definitely wasn't expecting that, I will say, especially with Galese back. Um, I don't think not having Nani has much to do with that. I know Tesho got brought into Canada's national team to replace Akinola, who got hurt. Um, so now Orlando's down DK and Tesho. So you're going to see a lot of Benji Michelle for Orlando in the coming games, I think. But um, yeah, that was a real wonder by them. And then my last bullet point, because I always have to, uh, Seattle needs their players back. I think this was a great example. The midweek win was 
phenomenal with the youths. Um, those kids were fantastic, but um, missing both rolled ons, mi missing, you know, midfield depth with Bruin and then Nico and all that stuff. I think it's really starting to catch up to them. Um, Joel Powell only got two points in that SKC game, two points, which is pretty unheard of for him. So I'm becoming a little wary about Seattle midfield and offense momentarily until they start to get more consistent players back in the lineup. Excellent. Blaine. I may be stealing one from Patrick here, but Atlanta's solidifying a little bit. Um, they're <clears throat> there for a couple of weeks. We were talking about picking against them because of all the rotation. Mm -hmm. I think they're coming together. They're playing as a unit a little bit better. They're just, they're relying on each other and they're not giving up big goals. Like, you know, like we expected them to, um, they're still not the scoring threat we want them to be. Hopefully they can get that back with Joseph coming back, but Atlanta's not the team to bet, go, go three guys in against to put up a big score. It's just, I don't think they're there. And same way with San Jose, San Jose scoring regularly. They're not a very good team, but they're finding a way to get a goal and they're blowing up clean sheets right and left right now. And that really hurts. They're a team that I, we've liked to pick against from time to time. They've had some tr struggles scoring, and they scored in both of their games. So if you picked against them, that's a bad one for you. Uh, it's just one of those that burned me this week, and so I just wanted to throw it out there because I think it's going to burn a lot of people as we look for games to pick against. I don't really think there's a team that's not scoring that you can really pick against right now. And I think San Jose was probably the last really good one that you could throw on that list. Um, Reed, I don't want to rub your nose in it, but I said it last week. Soteldo is better than Paz. I don't think either one of those guys are fixture proof. I think you're looking for the games where you like the TFC offense. You're looking for them to score. And when you're looking for somebody to score, you're looking for Soteldo. If they've got the upper hand in the matchup, I think he's just more likely to get on the score sheet. And that, overrides anything Paz does beneficial in the midfield points wise. I just, I think the play is going to go Paz to Soteldo and then through, and you're always going to get better points with Soteldo as long as one of them gets on the score sheet. Now, if they get blanked, um, yeah, Paz is probably going to get you that extra bonus point, but I don't think you're picking that game if you really think Toronto is going to get blanked. So that's kind of my thing there. And to go with that, uh, Fragapane was out this week and Reynoso looked like his old self that we saw last year, the MVP caliber player that he was. Um, when you see Fragapane out, his raised stock goes way up. Um, he, he gets into that borderline must own territory and almost fixture proof when he's the one getting the majority of the ball and getting all those extra bonus points taken over the set pieces. When Fragapane's in it's kind of a Paz-Soteldo mix. I think Ray's going to have his games. I think a little bit better than Paz will do compared to the Paz-Soteldo argument. But I still like Fragapane a little more. But I'm hearing from Minnesota insiders that Fragapane could be out for up to five weeks. Um, that's why he didn't play this week. And so we'll have to keep an eye on that. There's nothing confirmed yet. There are some other rumors going around that I don't think we're going to bring up here that contradict that but team team sources are saying it's a frag of pain injury so that really raises raise stop going forward patrick oh ashley and blaine made my life a little easy because they pretty much hit on everything i had 
Uh, Nashville, we knew their defense was going to be pretty good, but their offense has found a way now, and it looks to be good. Even without Cadiz in there, they are just finding a way. Um, NYC, do we pick them if they're playing at Yankee Stadium now? Because they seem to like being back in Yankee Stadium instead of Red Bull Arena. <laughs> um, yeah, Atlanta, yeah, we look better. Um, not ready to jump on a big hype train just yet. With Joseph makes runs, we got to get him the ball, and that's not happening. You got people that aren't doing hold-up plays the way they should, just careless plays in the back. It's not there yet, but it looks a whole lot better than it did under Heinze. That is for sure. And, um, yeah, I'm agreeing on the Soteldo over Paz. Paz does not look like his former self at all right now. And the way to go is Soteldo with his little magic trick dribbles that he's got going on. So low to the ground, I think. That's yeah. Right. And it's, so it, the hiked up shorts, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think it's important to point out that – the Atlanta had uh, the coaching overhaul right now. I mean, they fired fired Heinze and brought who they bring in. The, oh my goodness! Third string guy, right? Like he's like a backup backup coach. Yeah, it's it's a clear temporary a clear temporary until something happens. But but we've seen it already happen this year with Toronto as well. And and I was hesitant with teams when they're switching up coaches, but there's there's a lot going on with these teams that are switching. I mean, we had that situation with Josie. We had the situation with, with Yosef. So it's almost similar about some of these big players getting pushed out. I don't know if it's, it's attitudes or, or just what, but um, there was definitely an uptick in, in the play. See if it gets maintained. Uh, so as for myself, I am going to say careful Blaine about throwing rocks when you're going to start putting people's noses and things they said, because you were also high on the Krylock train last week and Rusnak was the one who came out there. So I'm willing to split that 50 50 with you. If we're going to talk about going down the, the head to head duels right there, but yeah, no, so did well. And as I said, I put, put pause on my bench because of some of the things we were talking about the last week. Uh, I'm also going to say, I know a lot of people picked up Acosta uh, maybe as a bench option this week. Be careful about Cincinnati. Uh, I mean, they're, they're still Cincinnati. We have a few things that go off every now and then, but, but there's still a lot of questions and it's still, I mean, it's Acosta is the best switcheroo probably that you have if you're going to go with Cincinnati, but still be careful. There are likely better options when you're, when you're looking at that. Uh, and I'm going to actually say you could look at Colorado for some of those options. They have been doing quite well. I think a lot of people, players are under the radar. I will still never pick Barrios, but he had another good round this week, probably because Ashley, you and Blaine did not have him. Is that? Not that's why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He got eight points. So that was, that was a solid score for a lot of the players. Um, but price did well. Uh, Barrios did well. Uh, defenders did well. Abu Bakar was one of the dream team, 15 points, I think. So they Colorado has a lot of good guys just peppered through. And I think they're really good options when you're looking at filling up your lineup or having a bench player coming off, off of a switcheroo. So uh, don't, don't sleep on Colorado. I did notice that when um, Zimmerman got, got injured, that Dax was dropping back to CB. He was playing more in that center role. So I don't know if that's going to be a permanent 
thing or is that's in the mix now or what's going to happen? I mean, clearly that doesn't necessarily help his stock as a fantasy player because he's in the midfield. So he's not going to be getting all those defensive bonus points, but uh, he's, he's solid defensively. So that could, could be some help if you're looking for clean sheet hunting or not, just depending on, but like keep an eye on what's going on there with, with the defense in Nashville. Uh, and then the final one I'm going to mention, I know Patrick had mentioned uh, New York city FC, a good shout out. And Morales is another one of these guys who I think people have been sleeping on a little bit because he had some of the injury and some of the performance he's sub 10 million this week reminded us of why he's a player that we want with the goal and the assist 11 points. Um, maybe still, Kind of a little hot and cold, but keep an eye on him for a good a good match. He's a good value and a solid pedigree for MLS fantasy point production. Anything that we missed, chat? Anything else that you all want to add before we move on to our housekeeping section? Reed, I will say just for precedent for Dax, Ilya Sanchez did that same thing, got moved back to a center back. Mm-hmm. And that little, little bit more athletic defensive midfielder role really turned into some crazy bonus points. Ilya was averaging five or six a game. And usually your CDM is going to be a little bit cheaper. I just looked up Dax. He's 6 million and he got a, he got a six last week. So I think that is something to keep an eye on because they are going to pick up a lot more defensive points than they normally would as a midfielder um, that, and they're, and they're more prone to passing forward. So the ball's going to run through them a little bit more. I've seen this type of move translate to four or five bonus points a game for a player. And that's not great if you're only looking at five or sixes, but if you're a little bit cheaper on the value or you're looking for that cheaper option so you can throw more money elsewhere, they are somebody to keep in mind because six points on six million is not a bad return in any given. That's true. That's true. Very true. And who knows if it gets up every now and then back gets shot off and gets a goal. So who knows? Maybe he'll be a, a nice little, a little payoff for you there. All right, well, let's move on to our housekeeping segment. All right, housekeeping for round 14. Okay, uh, before we get that, again, as always, quick review of uh, or shout out to all the people in the MLS Fantasy Boss Network of Leagues. Uh, it's, it's getting quicker because we have some people who are just getting to the top of all the leagues. So the leader for the MLS Fantasy Boss, the r slash fantasy MLS subreddit, and the Discord Open Classic Leagues is Maltus. I think that's how you pronounce your name, a Vancouver supporter, uh, cleaning up in all three of those leagues. And over at our Patreon open is a uh, Garth Butchers, also a Vancouver fan. So Vancouver is representing on the fantasy side of the network here. Uh, don't forget though, if, if you are in one of our money leagues, you have to, not money league, prize leagues. If you're in one of our prize leagues, you have to register yourself as a participant to be eligible for one of the gift cards. And you can do that over at MLSFantasyBoss.com. You can just click on our league section. There's a link to the Google Doc. And you can only win once and you get your highest prize. So just because we have one player who is the number one in all three of the leagues, plenty of opportunities for those of you who are further down to get prizes. And don't think that I just mean the top five or so. I've, I've contacted people 
in in the 20s and lower because not everyone registers. So if you want to be eligible for a prize for an MLS store gift card, head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com and sign up to be eligible. It lists which leagues are eligible and which ones are not. Uh, for our head-to-head league, the Discord head-to-head has uh, a new leader. We have Sombrero FC with a record of 12-0-1. Our Patreon head-to-head has a six-way tie now at 10-0-3, but Garth Butchers is winning that one by points still. And then over in our MLS Fantasy Insider Hosts Invitational, we have our good friend of the show, Mito, with a score of 11-0-2, continuing to just show everybody how it's done. Uh, so congratulations to everyone who is leading and thank you so much for everyone who is participating in our leagues. And now the real preview begins right here. So round 14, we get a little bit of breathing room this week, everyone. And by that, I mean, it's Wednesday. It's not Tuesday. It's Wednesday. One more day. The fun starts on Wednesday, July 28th with LAFC versus Minnesota. And that happens at 1030 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So that is the nice part about uh, these these Western conference teams playing as they tend to start later in the day for those of us over here in the East. Uh, that's that's like, so late. It's like perfect for you, though. Yeah, even 730 late for me. That's <laughs> now I'm still awake. I've still got a good probably two hours left of me at that point of the night. That's 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 how I roll. I'm like you're set. I'm just right. That's right. I'm ready to go. I'll have, I'll have my phone on and be rolling through the game. Uh, but no. So yes, Wednesday, July 28th. Make sure you have uh, your team set because there are players from those two teams that you may want for this double game week. So it's uh, it's going to be some options there. Uh, next, we're going to talk about our double game week players, and that is only Minnesota, the the lone double game week team, and they are a double away team this week. So see how that factors in to your discussion or to your thinking, it'll be part of our discussion coming up in the next segment, I am sure. As far as teams who are on a buy, nobody, absolutely nobody is on a buy this week. So if you're looking for people to be switcheroos, I'm gonna recommend the teams that are playing on Sunday. You have four options, Philly, Chicago, Toronto, and Nashville. Um, probably of those teams, it might be Chicago, and Nashville might be two of your sources. Uh, Nashville definitely has some 4.0 players you can pick up. Some of them are even have red dots. So very good chances of them not ruining your switcheroos as what happened to me this last round. Uh, but yeah, those are the teams I'm going to recommend you look at for your switcheroo. Should be plenty of options there. And I don't know if you'll be going three deep with any of these teams. So uh, should be pretty easy. Uh, as for that, Blaine, we're going to kick it over to you for any other call-up, injury, any kind of news like that. Yeah, Bragg Payne's the only injury I heard of from the weekend. There may be a couple more that I missed. I didn't see any red cards pop up, but that uh, we'll keep updating that sheet as we go. Uh, the big news is Gold Cup is winding down. So Costa Rica, El Salvador, Jamaica, and Honduras are all finished. And so their players are coming back, and there are a lot of MLS players um, on those four teams. Um, Alex Roldan is one of them and he should be coming back. He's already back. I literally saw him at the game. Okay. So yeah, they're back. Um, that, that means most of them should be available for the weekend. Uh, we've got a week 
before games. I don't think anybody plays really before Friday night. So that should be enough time to get adjusted. Lots of big names. I know Toronto's going to get Kamar Lawrence back. Um, Philly's getting three guys back. I mean, just lots of names coming back here. Uh, so that's huge for a lot of these teams. A lot of teams we've been betting against because of absences are there. Um, but Mexico and the United States and Canada really are pulling a lot of our big name guys that we've wanted this fantasy season. So they're still out. And I think that's all we've got for call-ups this week. All right. Fantastic. Anything else that you guys want to add? Sissoko got hurt for Seattle, but no one's picking him. I mean, <laughs> man, he's doing fine. He's cheap, but uh, he got hurt. Looked a little gnarly. So watching that. Good deal. All right. Well, then let's move on to our player picks for round 14. Okay, let's talk about player picks for round 14. But first, let's mention some of the games that we are looking at as far as uh, just most promising from a fantasy point of view. Ashley. Yeah, uh, none of you guys pulled this out, so I'm going to take them all because I usually try to not say ones other people say, but you guys, nope, don't do it. I see you type and read. Um, I, I know Wayne talked about San Jose squeaking goals away, and I'm not saying that they won't, but I always love a Seattle-San Jose matchup for fantasy. Um, it doesn't necessarily always get crazy, uh, but it usually is produces points. It's never like nil, nil, um, Philly, Chicago. I know it's a Sunday game. I don't love Sunday games. Um, but I'm interested in Philly in that one. Speaking on a tie in inner Miami is concerning to me. Um, but still I'm, I'm interested in that one. And then uh nycfc columbus is another one that i'm interested in i can't decide which team there i like more i I mean i'm leaning towards nycfc but um i'm interested in that one and then i'm intentionally not mentioning orlando atlanta one because patrick probably likes it just on principle but that game always gets crazy and i don't care who they're missing on both sides um you know, the only player in that game I would even like is Yosef because he loves to go down there and score. But Yosef coming off of everything he's been going through away, I don't know. I don't know that I can commit to it. But Patrick can elaborate later, I'm sure. But um, that's one that traditionally I tend to not touch because it just gets so crazy that uh, it's hard to pick, you know, who you like. So those are those are my games of the week. Blaine. Yeah, one of the first ones that came up was Colorado-Austin. Um, okay. I like Austin playing at home a lot, but Colorado has been so good, whether it's on the road or at home. I like Colorado for defense this week. Austin's not scoring regularly enough to scare me off of a road game. And so that one really jumped to the top of my list. Um, I also like Minnesota-Vancouver. Um, it's another road game, but Vancouver is known to ship a few goals. Um whether Fragapane's playing or not, I think you've got viable options in that game. And I think you can get, I think you can get some really good points in that one. And then RSL Houston's another one that's kind of interesting to me. Again, road team with RSL, but they've been putting up goals at home or on the road. I could see another good score coming from that one. They seem to be starting to gel a little bit more as a unit. Bobby Woods starting to look a little better out there with everybody. Just is that unit continues to grow together 
I think they're going to start putting up more and more goals on a lot of teams. And Houston's defense is not one of those teams that's strong enough to keep out an, uh, a big attack if RSL really starts moving. Excellent. Uh, so as for myself, uh, I'm kind of interested in that Sporting Kansas City-Dallas game, mostly because of just some of the struggles Dallas have had, even though they did have some good goal scoring last week. Uh, it's intriguing to me. I'm looking forward to hearing what Blaine has to say more about Sporting Kansas City players. I like both Minnesota games just because they're on a double game week. Uh, even though they're both on the road, I think you should at least be looking at them for some potential. You, you do have two shots and then they've got some capable players, even though they have struggled this week. Uh, definitely that's a team. And those are games I'm looking at as switcheroo potential. Uh, and then I'm going to throw Philadelphia, Chicago out there because as we were saying, players are coming back. That's going to be bolstering uh, Philadelphia for sure. Uh, and I think that could, could be some, some good points right there. Uh, Patrick, anything you want to add? Uh, yeah. Uh, the NYC FC game, just, I want to see if they keep up the way they did at Yankee stadium this past week. Um, unlike Ashley, I crave crazy. So I'm all about Orlando Atlanta because bring it. And, uh, kind of the same reason for, um, Toronto and Nashville, the last time they played in week nine, it was, I believe, three to two. So there are goals to be had in that game, especially now. Nashville's even found their offense even more since then. I just think that could be a good point-producing game offensively. All right, well, there's some good options there. Let's start actually talking about the players who we like from some of these games. And as always, we will start – with our clean sheets, goalkeepers, and defenders. Blaine, who do you have? Yeah, um, clean sheets, SKC, Seattle, and Colorado are the ones that kind of jumped out at me. Um, I didn't really like a lot of clean sheet shouts this week. I think this is a week where we're going to see a lot of goals. I'm not really banking on too many, but those are the teams I think can have it. So with that in mind, uh, Cleveland to Melia for a keeper -oo. Just go with what I think are the two best ones. Cleveland's still cheap enough. It's He's easy to throw on the front end and switch to your better guy on the back end that you like. Um, I don't know. With the way Dallas is playing, it's hard to say SKC is going to get a clean sheet. And they haven't really been keeping clean sheets this season. So I just – I don't have a lot of them. Yarbrough might be a better option there. But then I'm going – I'm looking at Trusty for Colorado. I think that's a really good shout. Um, I, with the way Dallas is – Playing. I think Fontas is going to have himself a monster game on bonus points. Mm -hmm. So no clean sheet. I'm looking for a six or an eight here, somewhere in that range, just because of the way they play. I think he's going to be really involved. And then I know he's got a red dot right now, but I think he's playing. Lovitz is one of those guys I'm liking. I think he played over the weekend, getting on some of those attacking bonus points. If he's not there, there's plenty of options. Uh, probably go to a Seattle defender on that. Yamar has been up there with the bonus points. Um, if Alex Roldan's back, you may go with him. Just try to get that offensive potential. I think you start looking for your bonus points, your attacking potential again this week. And those are the three to four names that I really like this week. All right. Well, actually, you're next, but I want to have a, a question for you as well. Blaine mentioned Cleveland, but we had Spencer Ritchie in the goal during this past week. Is that just rotation or is that something for us to be keeping an eye on? I said it to you guys face-to-face, -face and I texted it as soon as Atlanta came out. Brian Smesher likes to rotate. He just does. Um, I We brought Spencer Ritchie in. He makes a decent amount of money here. 
Um, what I had heard was it was more of just, I know I loved him at Cincy, um, that it was more of just giving him a shot and needing rotation. Um, nothing's wrong with Cleveland. He's starting to make some errors. If you, if you watch, I don't, it's not reflecting in his points, but, um, he's had a couple of young kid blunders, but I don't see him getting replaced. I think it was more of a rotation thing. That is fair. And who are you looking at for your team? Um, Philly is one that I like. I am contradictory here to Blaine. I actually like Austin at home against Colorado. I don't think that that Colorado offense is as dynamic as that Austin defense has been solid. Um, If it wasn't for the grace of, you know, the soccer gods, they would have held Seattle scoreless as well. Um, But that Rui stunner was the only difference. Um, I like Seattle, but I'm hesitant about it. Um, Chris Wondolowski loves to score against Seattle. Chris Wondolowski's starting again. You never know when, he, when he's going to, but he's in the patch of starting games. Um, and like Lane said, also, you know, S S J squeaking out goals here and there. So I'm not confident enough in the shutout to pick up Cleveland. I'm actually thinking of Amelia to Blake switch. Um, I Andre Blake looked great in the gold cup. He's going to be back. Um, he's still expensive, but I like him on that last day, um, keeper, you know, starting keeper spot. Um, I, I go back and forth between a couple of Saturday keepers, but I think I'm going to stick with Melia. Um, I am hesitantly liking Chase Gasper from Minnesota. Um, I don't love them as a double. I'm not going to load up on them. I don't think, um, He's he scored, which is appealing, um, but he's been getting relatively decent bonus points. I just don't see Minnesota keeping two shutouts in two road games, maybe one um, with, with Vancouver, but that's the second game, unfortunately. So I think I'll pick him up. I also like Yamar. Um, I think Alex Roldan's a great shout if you're not super into Yamar for Seattle. And then I'm looking at Kai Wagner for Philly. Um, always consistent with the bonus points. They're dropping off a, a little bit, but still enough that I want to give him give him a shout at home against Chicago. Um, and then I'm also thinking of Andy Nahar. No offense, Reed um, going into Cincy. Since he's scoring at home, so I don't know that um, that DC defense is going to hang as well as they have been in other other matches. But um, he's picking up bonus points too. So I figure against Cincy you'll have some great stat for me about how little shots they take, which will make me feel better about the choice. So um, I think he's a decent shot this week too. I think they got held shotless maybe for the first time in that Nashville game. Uh, so, oh, there so go. there you go. Yep. Yeah. You have that one, Patrick. All right. So goalkeepers and defenders have been the bane of my existence all season. Oh, tell me about it. If I try to pick a clean sheet, it's going to go wild. And the games that I think are going to be scoring fest are clean sheets. So I joked in Discord that I was just going to autofill my goalkeeper and defenders. I did not do that, but I did go with the cheap option of three chances of a clean sheet with two times Miller and Andre Blake coming in in that final game. So I've got three chances to get at least – Maybe five points. I'd be happy with that. Um, as far as my defenders, uh, rolling on that again, I've got Metanair in right now for double the chances. Um, I've got Alex Roldan. It's between him and Yamar. I just 
I've been a big fan of Alex Rodon all year. He's done me right every time I've played him. Um, I'm looking my last spot I'm looking at is either going to be a homer pick with Brooks Lennon or Wagner from Philly, even though they have not looked the best as of late. Um, Wagner's always good with bonus points, most like Lennon. Even if we lose, he's getting points. So it's going to be between Lennon and Wagner for my last spot. Yeah, you guys have covered uh, pretty much much everything. Yeah, I don't have anybody else I could throw out there. I mean, maybe Gasper from Minnesota, if you want to look at a double game week guy, just kind of looking at the double game week options here. I don't think I would go with a Minnesota goalkeeper, even in the double game week, just two away games. LAFC is going to be a tough game. You're probably hoping for the Vancouver game to be your clean sheet if you're going with that. And, and they've been able to put some goals up this year. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm not sure if that's going to, if you do Miller and then you roll with Andre Blake or someone from Sunday, you'll have time to see if they get that Vancouver shutout in their second game before you. It's true. I mean, th- that could, that could work, especially if you want to go with the Blake or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That would, that would really, really work. Uh, but still, yeah. I don't know if you, if you think you have a better chance with something else like with the DC on the road, or if you wanted to see if it was going to be sporting Kansas city against a Dallas, some of those guys uh, or, or Cleveland or someone with against San Jose. So, I mean, I think you have a better combination than going for that. I think it's a good case for a defender. Uh, you can have the defender there, then you can easily bring in someone from a, you could, you could decide not to go with, with um, your Philly defender and, and have that, roll in. So I think you have some a decent shot there for maybe a, a defensive pick from Minnesota and see what that picks. If you are worried about defense, because I've been like Patrick, I've had some struggles this year with my defender picks. You could just roll the dice and autofill. I don't recommend that. Uh, I think you're going to want to look for those defenders who are putting up the bonus points. We were talking about that last couple of weeks. Uh, I think the, last week when, when Ryan was on, we were talking about that exactly that just look for these guys who are putting up points. We've mentioned a lot of them already. Uh, it could be the offensive points or the defensive p- bonus points. So a lot of the offensive guys are coming back now. So that that brings them back into, into the mix. Uh, the only thing I will add is I'm kind of looking at, at Spencer Ritchie slash Cleveland, whoever Seattle has as part of my keeper Um and then I'm just throwing this name out there. I, I, I doubt I'm going to go with it, especially after seeing them get five goals dropped on them. But I mean, Galese, Maybe he still got five points. Didn't he, he did. He got, he got, uh, yeah, he got five points with that after dropping all that. And they're going up against Atlanta. So my hesitation is it tends to be goals on both sides, exactly like you've said. But I, I'm just throwing another name out there. Maybe people want to consider who knows that, but I, I think, uh, looking at something with Blake might be what I go with as for my in, but my keeper ends up looking like, so I can just have a nice little pick and then have a fallback pretty late in the, in the, in the week. All right, let's move on to midfielders. Ashley, who do you like? Yeah, I am kind of going against what I think you guys are going to look at with the Minnesota midfield. I'm really into log. Um, we've been able to watch a couple of games. We don't always get to have time with a toddler to watch all the games, um, but he's just looked really good the last couple of times we've watched. Um, so I'm going to throw it on him instead of Ronel. So I think I'm, I'm definitely going to double up. Um, obviously he'll 
Um, Gressel for DC is someone I'm considering and I haven't quite um, buckled down and picked any DC offense much this year. Uh, and then I'm considering draw Paolo. Seattle changed formations. I know we've talked about this with a couple of teams. Um, Seattle changed formations for the SKC game and went with a 5-4-1 instead of a 5-3-2. And I felt like it really hurt JP's point production the most. Even just watching him in person, you could you could tell. Um, <laughs> so if they roll out in that same formation, which please don't and why, um, I might fade him for someone else, um, possibly Sateldo or Mukhtar, because I feel like those that game is going to get, like we said, uh, lots of goals. But for right now, I have JP in my midfield. All right. Patrick, who are you looking at? Um, same as every week. First choice in was Carlos Hill. Never heard. Even though he's away, I do not care. I'm playing Carlos Hill every week. Mm-hmm. Um, I went with even though I swore I would never play him again. You might want to listen, Reed, in case this hits for Barrios. I'm putting Reynoso in my lineup this week. I uh, just can't <laughs> help it the way he looks now uh, with Fragapane out this past week. Uh, two shots at him doing something. Had to go there. Uh, back on Jefferson Soteldo again. Um, Mukhtar again. I'm going to ride these trains until they break down. And uh, my last spot I've actually got with Maxi Morales right now. He, he, like you said earlier, he's really hot and cold, but when he's hot, you have to stick with him. Yeah, that's good. I like the Atlanta guy here talking about the train reference. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Uh, Blaine, who are you looking at? I mean, my first four were actually pretty easy this week. Um, Keel and Reynoso are my two big ones with the Fragapane news. Um, and then Montiero versus Chicago. Chicago's just not been that team on the road. And I just think with Philly getting their guys back, Montiero's going to have himself a good game. And then I like Soteldo versus Nashville on this one. I think this is a good shout. And he's a little bit on the cheaper side compared to the other guys. It's my fifth spot that I'm putting on the bench because I always run two defenders in the – in kind of an auto roue, and then I scramble in a late defender, late defender if something goes really wrong, which I have Philly on the back end. So if something goes wrong, I can go grab a Philly defender, no problem. Um, I've got Nani in there, but Mukhtar's also been on my radar as a guy that I really want. If I go Mukhtar, I will probably put, oh, I'll probably, no, the timing doesn't work for that. But yeah, I'll probably put Satel. No, they're in the same game. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's one of those weird ones. I could do Reynoso in case he just completely botches two games and then you could dump your, your fifth guy, which it's looking like he could be in that last game. But I just, I don't know. Mukhtar has been back and forth and I just, he had an 11. So I'm expecting a four or a five this time. I've got him in my draft league and he seems to do that to me. He'll have a double digit game and then a mid single digit game and then go back to a double digit. So he, he kind of rides that wave. So I'm not as high on him. That may be too anecdotal for some people, but that's just the way I feel on it. And I don't know, Orlando, Atlanta always gets nuts. And if Nani's playing, he's going to be involved in some of that. That means I could get burned for a red card too, because that's how nuts those games get. And Nani can be that way, but I could see a, a multi-goal game for Nani here as well. So it's really hard to pick that. I just think there's a lot of upside in that game. 
Yeah, nothing new for me. I was thinking that the Morales pick uh, might be a little differential this week. I know you had that one as well, Patrick. 3.45% owned last week, so so good there. Um, I was also looking at Nani, Heal, of course. Uh, I do have Soteldo for this week, and I have Reynoso on my bench uh, thinking about that that switch option. I like the Gressel pick. I think, I think that's good. Uh, he would probably, he would probably be someone for me that would contend with uh, maybe that Nani spot. I think that's probably the most likely one that I'll, that I'll rotate. I, I like a lot of the other guys, um, but, but that's what I would look at. I, I considered Kinda for a while. I don't know. I mean, are, are there, who, you, who would you look at? Are you interested in any sporting Kansas city midfielders at this point, Blaine? Not really. Okay. And I say that because there's a ton of rotation. Yeah. I've got a name I'm going to drop for the switcheroo candidates. But there, there's been a ton of rotation. Kinda started both games, but he came out. Um, I've kind of been watching this one. Walter's been playing. Ilya's been out of the lineup. Espinosa's coming in and out. But he subs out a lot. I just And then there's Hernandez, who's fighting for minutes. We've got a lot of guys and a lot of rotation. And with both Russell and Shallowy being forwards, it's really, really hard to really want to pick one of these midfielders. If you're going to SKC, you're going forward, or you're going for one of those bonus point defenders. Uh, the other name I'll throw out there just to make sure we're covering sort of all the bases, Montiero uh, is a name that's been on a lot of the lists uh, throughout the season. I don't know about right now, but I will throw that out there. He's been in a little bit of a rough slump. As of late, he did not play full minutes in this last double game week. He didn't. He only played 62 minutes in the game against Miami, so maybe that was pulling him out to be able to go full time against Chicago. Uh, this is home for Philly, so that could be a good opportunity for him to shine. I, again, I don't know. He might compete for my Nani spots. I, I don't know if he would be in my top four though to really solidify that. But that's another name I want to throw out there in case people are considering that. Because it could be it's it's a viable option um going up against Chicago. And he did not look uh particularly thrilled to get subbed out in that last game either. It's true. So that is that it is might light a fire. <laughs> All right. Well let's move on to forwards. Patrick, who do you like? All right. Um this was pretty easy for me actually. Um I'm still riding those trains that don't let me down. I got Gustavo Bo, that freaking scorcher that he hit this weekend. <laughs> uh, if he can just unleash that whenever he wants, okay, you're staying in my lineup. Uh, Carlos Vela, of course. And my third one, you know it, it's hate week. I'm homering <laughs> it. Yosef Martinez, he loves to go down to Orlando and score goals. That, that's what he lives for, scoring goals against Orlando. <laughs> so if he can get service or we can get a penalty kick, I believe Joseph gets a goal this week. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, okay. Blaine, who are you looking at? Well, I think he's going to be a lock on teams from now on just with the way they're playing. It's Carlos Vela. If Heal wasn't doing what he was, I think always Captain Vela would be a little bit more back. There's some midfielders that are kind of doing that, but I think Vela's just on the cusp of hitting that next level and really starting to put up the points. And so I think he's just kind of going to be a set and forget type of guy for probably till the end of the season if they keep going. And that makes it really tough to pick two other options, but I'm going with Patrick and I like Bo. 
New England is just that strong and they're finding ways to score and heel is the best player in the game. And when he's facilitating, you want anybody who's there. If Bo somehow doesn't start and they go back to Buxa, you're taking Buxa. I think you're just, I think even if it's a bench option and you're, you're running with it, I think you're going to be running a new England striker more often than not for the rest of the season. And my last one's a little tougher to pick, but I've got Rui Diaz right now. I think there are some other names that could be here, but you get Alex Roldan back. You get some of the guys back. I think it's going to help. And it's just, it's San Jose. They've been giving up goals. They're finding ways to score, but they they still give up goals pretty consistently and nobody else for Seattle is scoring. So if if you bank on San Jose giving up a goal, Rui Diaz is likely going to be the one to have it. And so I think that's a safe, safe bet this week. And that's where I think that's where I'm at. I won't even give you any other names. I do know chat is talking about it though. And so I'll answer their debate and it's shallowy versus Russell. And that's, that's becoming a much more difficult debate. Uh, Russell seems to have the higher ceiling when he has a good game. Um, and he got a 10 in the last one. I think Russell's a little more involved and Shallowy's a little bit more of that poacher. But when Russell's not getting on the score sheet, he's putting up fours and fives. Shallowy's getting ones and twos when he's not getting on the score sheet, but he's in his last, what, seven, eight games, he's only had, yeah, eight games, he's only not scored three times. Like, he's scoring more than than, uh, 0.75 goals a game. And when you're in that situation, I think you take the hot foot that's scoring regularly and if you're worried about the matchup, you throw him on the bench. And I know chat's asking about that. So I think I'm going to ride team shallowy probably throughout the season, unless you get that real feeling that Russell's going to do a lot of damage darting in off the wing, which he can do. And you're kind of hedging your bets on the matchup there, but shallowy's consistent scoring is so much more valuable in this type of game. You're not going to get burned quite as often. All right. Uh, yeah. You guys have covered pretty much everything i'm going through some of those same thoughts uh, i have Rui diaz on my team right now i have bella on my team right now i was kind of debating shallowy kamara others but definitely want to go with bella uh, so i'm kind of looking at kamara as potentially a third option going up against cincinnati uh, they do allow opportunities and kamara could take advantage i i want i, I like i want a dc player this week even though they're on the road for ola um and so this did he get hurt this i did not watch the watch I'll dc double, i'll double check you but yeah double check for me he's um, and i thought he came off early. he uh if i don't go with him i'd be, I'd be looking at gressel because he has a lot of bonus points um but i don't know that's that's a name i may end up going with that third forward as as the scrub spot to help with with the switcheroos but i don't know if i want the new england guys just because i know new york red bull have been They've had a good defense, uh, no clean sheets in the last few games, but but they still have had had a, a pretty strong defense. And so I don't know. I, I like going with heel, but I don't know if it's last if time I, Bo played them. He had a goal and an assist. It was week six, so it's been a minute. But the New England's better. I don't know. That's just some some <laughs> thoughts thoughts about why I don't have Bo. Yeah. Yeah, on my team. Uh, but yeah, let me know about Kamara. I, I didn't, I didn't. He got subbed out at the 45th, but it doesn't say he was injured. So Roberto yeah. came in for him at halftime. So I, something to pay attention to. 
Branch Tyler. Chat, Ola's got a concussion. Yeah. Oh, well, I missed that. Thank you, Tyler. Forget yeah. that option. Don't pick Ola Kamara. Click. Um, <laughs> now, Roberta is a nice shout out I as think a so backup. Too. I think he got hurt too. <laughs> now, Blank, you're supposed to mention these injuries. Yeah. I, I have a I have an almost 10 month old. I don't get to catch them all. He didn't. I'm sorry. I made that one up. Okay. I was right about old uh, But yeah, but no, you guys, I think, have gone over a lot of the best ones. For me, it's probably going to be just maybe two and have my my third forward spot be Forrest with Giroux, Um And maybe I might look at I don't know. I don't know if I want Gressel as much if Ola's not there. Like, I like that body target. So yeah. um, that does impact that even against Cincinnati. So yeah, lots of lots of waves and impacts right there. Um, let's see here. So looking through the chat to see if we missed anything. I don't see anything. So let's move on to our switcher ruse. Ashley. I like Josh Atencio. Yep. Five points in a in a pretty decent loss. He's been moving around. They had him playing in that three center back. They've having him play as a CDM. They've having him play in a more offensive role. Um, he was picking up a lot of really good bonus points um, before he got hurt in the beginning of the year. He's super cheap if you're trying to float a lot of money around, which I kind of am this week. Um, but he's a midfielder, and I feel like there's a lot of really good midfield options. So um, I'm, I'm hesitant to use that and instead pull up someone big. On the same token, um, for me, Soteldo is kind of a, a bench play this week, a switcheroo option, um, just because of how Nashville has been. This is only their second game back in Toronto. Um, so I'm, I'm interested, but I'm not all in. And then I mentioned him before, but uh, Andy Nahar for DC United is someone who I'm considering as a switcheroo um, going up against Cincy, getting you know, a decent amount of offensive points. Oh, so much of DC's uh, defense is hurt right now that you know he's going to play, um, which is always reassuring. So those are kind of my um, switcheroo options that I'm, that I'm thinking about. And then I don't want to steal because I know Patrick's really all in on it, but um, mm. If, if I get gutsy, I think Yosef is a great switcheroo striker shout if, if you're not starting all three strikers this week for all of the reasons that he already said. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if I have the guts to do it, um, but I like it uh, as a switcheroo. Blaine. Well, actually, I don't have the guts to do it, but I have Joseph on my switcheroo list as well. <laughs> I think I think this is, this is probably the week he scores. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it's enough to outpace some of the other strikers I like this week, sure. but I think this is the week he scores. Now, whether he scores multiple is up for debate. And if you want to go full homer, I think he's definitely worth the risk. But yeah, um, I like Nani for the bench for the reasons I talked about him earlier. Um, I think this is a multi-goal game or a red card type of deal for him. And that's definitely the guy oh. you want on the bench. Why can't he have both red cards and goals? I think he could. I mean, a hat trick and a red card. I don't know that that's ever happened. That would be the mo- the peak MLS yeah, scoreline right there. He's gonna yeah. he can do it. Get the get the third or get the red card as a second yellow for taking a shirt off on the hat trick. Yeah. Something stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bo and Buxa. Um, I'm hearing Buxa may have come off with an injury, so we'll have to watch that one. But whoever the New England striker is, I think is on my bench. Um, Shabilko's another name that's really popping up as a striker that I've got to go. Yeah. He's three for three. He's He's got three goals in three games after not doing anything for most of the season, a bunch of twos. So he's super cheap. And if they're scoring and he's involved, like that's an easy, cheap option. And then uh, Kim Moon Juan is the other, is the only defender I'm going to throw out there. I don't, I don't switcheroo defenders, but they play the first game. 
he gets those attacking bonus points in there. He gets forward. He scored a couple this year. Had a couple of assists, I think. Like, yeah. If you're if you're the guy that's that likes to do that, I think he's a perfect candidate for an early game defender. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there's a clean sheet there. There could be, but it's first game of the week, and you get a you get a lot of potential both front front and back with him. So worth a shout for that type of role. Okay, Patrick. Um, Yosef, can we just go ahead and I'll agree on that one. Um, first one I actually put on there was not him, even though he's on my team. My first pick was CJ Sapong. He has been finding goals lately with that offense kicking up. I like him on there. Um, this one's kind of becoming more chalk than a differential pick these days, but Sifu Safuentes for LAFC, he, he is decently priced still and is just killing it right now um and my last one i had was a uh, josie ever since that coaching change and he's been able to come back and join the team when he comes in he's on fire he may head it over the bar four times but eventually <laughs> he's going to get it low enough it's going to go in there one time so Josie is definitely a good one to keep a watch on that still has a good price point on him too. Yeah. Is he starting regularly is my only concern. He's coming in for Dom Dwyer. At a, yeah. But. I think Dwyer has been the one starting. And so it, it makes it really tough for me to do that. I get what you're saying. Like if Josie's starting, he's definitely one of those guys that yeah. you want to keep an eye on, but I know he got his goal coming in with only 26 minutes. Uh, He's done 26, 37, and 45. So maybe he's working up for starting. Well, if we're yeah. being honest here, Dom Dwyer's not going to play 90. We all know this. <laughs> no, he can't. Uh, so as for myself, I'm not going to give players. I think you guys have, have made a good case for a lot of the players. I'm going to focus in on why I think Minnesota are good switcheroo options for you and that is because as i alluded to there are so many good teams and good options coming out of the sunday games with philadelphia with toronto and with nashville you have plenty of quality players that you can sub in you can to at at all the positions i mean you have the goalkeeper covered you have defenders covered midfielders forwards covered you have good solid options for these games and being able to preview the two games from your switch is key to executing a successful switcheroo. So it's it's just easy. And I think that this is the round. Minnesota has some good options, at least two good options if you wanted to have those players down there as a defender and a midfielder for for your switch. And, and so that's that's my big takeaway is that I, I think Minnesota are are an excellent group to look at for the switcheroo, bolstered by the quality of the players who you can bring in if you don't like them for your subs or if you don't like them to force, to force something. So uh, I think that's why I like Minnesota. I just want to end with that. Well, I guess we won't really end with that. It'll end the player recommendation with that. Now we're going to go to captains, which I think may be unanimous this week, Blaine. Yeah, it's, it's heel. Like now I will say this week because of how crazy it is. (coughs) I don't think he'll will be the top score again. Like, I just think somebody's going to outpace him, but I can't call who it is. I think he, but he's going to be in that top percentile and he's going to have it, but not be the top score. 
That's fair. Uh, Patrick. Um, Carlos Hill. I mean, I wanted to say Breck Shea, but I can't even joke. It's Carlos Hill <laughs> at this point. Just just like Brian said, somebody's going to score higher than Carlos Hill. But what are your odds of picking that one person when you know Carlos is going to be in the top 1% to 2% of scores? So, Ashley, previewing one-third of your article this week? Yeah, I mean, it's also Carlos Hill. Uh, I, I could, like they said, I could see – Someone else, I could see this Vela, this being the week that he finally notches more than just a goal or an assist. Um, I think there's a lot of shouts for some people that could pop off a couple of goals, but I don't know who is going to be as consistent as I know Carlos Hill is going to be. So putting the armband back on the man, the myth, Carlos Hill. Uh, I also have Carlos Hill uh, because of just the quality consistency. I think it's a pick you can make that you don't have to worry about losing a lot of ground on um, with him. Of course, we know that if it's not Carlos Hill, it's, it's going to be Easton. He's, he's the one who's going to be, be the captain. That's, that's always your backup captain right there. Um, but yeah, no, Carlos Hill, I think is, is the good shout for the safe, the safe captain pick this week. Uh, yeah. ACG is uh, the mantra for 2021 for sure. All right. Well, that's all that we have for the show tonight. Thank you so much for everyone who joined us in chat. Thank you so much for those of you who are listening to us. Remember games start on Wednesday this week. So a little bit of extra time. Uh, so get some teams set because that's LA versus Vancouver. And, and I know you're going to be want to be sorry, LA versus Minnesota. And I know you're going to want to look at some of those players for your team. So don't get locked out of those players. Let's wrap everything else up with our plugs. Patrick. Um, it's Patreon. Um, I've been a Patreon now here for a few years, like Blaine and Ashley and Reed. They're here doing this for us every week. They do not make money off of this YouTube. So, uh, the stuff you get for being a Patreon supporter, the gifts that you get, that money goes to help with that. It goes to keep this show going and keep us having some good picks every week. Hopefully that's right. That All is. Right. Thank you. Thank you much for that plug. And an update for those of you patrons who are listening, uh, who are still listening. I sent in uh, the confirmation for uh, the the proofs for the masks that we're handing out this year with at the different tiers with the face masks and the gators as well. So the the producers, the printers, the the vendor has those proofs now. So I'm hoping to get that. That's the last thing that I'm waiting on is getting those masks in. I have everything else as well as some special gifts, some secret gifts for for the higher end. Uh, donors so it'll be fun it'll be a lot of fun blaine yeah i don't really have anything but since patrick said it this is what some of the patreon money goes to um these cool gifts like this read dozen for the coast but the top tier patreons got soccer balls like this <clears throat> and these are cool this one just sits with me um if we get more of them i'll be taking them to my desk at work when that reopens but i have to have one for the show like it's just a it's a fun piece, and I know if I take it to the office, it'll be a fun talking point too. But we we really do appreciate all of our Patreons. Thank you, Patrick, for giving us a shout out on that because that's a that's how we fund the show and keep it going. And we do it for you. We're not trying to make money off of this. It's just fun for it's fun for me, and I appreciate the community being there. But yeah, there's we does some cool stuff for us like this, and we got the cinch bag last year too, which are awesome. It's just nice to be able to rep the show when we're out and about. Right. I got some, I got some, I got some good ones this year. I think people are going to like the surprise one. So that'd be fun. Ashley. Yeah. I'm going to echo that. You know, I know that Wayne says it every week, but I really enjoyed getting to meet 
um, someone through Discord getting to meet Tyler this weekend in a Sounders game. And, you know, I, I'm not as active on there as I always say I try to be, but it's really fun to just kind of, you know, be part of the banter and, and be part of the fandom. And it was just so cool to meet someone and, and you know, talk fantasy. And um, I, I texted the guys because my son loves to watch it while we're recording. And when we walked away, he recognized, he said he recognized Tyler. He goes, is that Tyler from MLS Fantasy Insider? I was like, yeah, he's four just for reference. So that's <laughs> something that you usually get. So yeah, I just, you know, I, I have always loved being a part of the show and this year it's been even, even better to be a co-host. So yeah. Yeah. I guess we can give a shout out to Tyler. He did for some reason pick Nathan from San Jose as one of his defenders. <laughs> and so he got, he got that 10 points. So the answer to your question, Patrick, of you might as well pick heel because how are you going to figure out who's going to get those points anyway? Tyler will, I guess. Tyler, yeah, I, I guess he will. He'll, he'll, uh, Renoso, so that's what's going to happen. Like so yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, no, thank you so much guys for that plug for discord. It's a fantastic community. We do what we can. I know I may not always get things out as quickly as, as I want to, uh, but we're, we always get things out. Uh, we have the, the prizes, the special league. Uh, we have the discord community for the discord or for the Patreons uh, and, and the swag that we send out. Just, just a way of saying thank you for being members of the community, give something back and helping to support the show and what we do. Um, yeah. I, everything goes back into the show and to the, the fans and to just keeping the projects alive for, for the community. It all goes back into the community. And, and that's just been such a pleasure for me to have everyone along for that ride for, for seven seasons now of, of the MLS fantasy insider. So it's, it's been great. Uh, but that being said, I can't also not say thank you to the discord community, a big part of that. Uh, if you're on Reddit still, we're, we pretty much transitioned over to Discord now. It's just, just sort of cobwebs and echoes over there. That'll probably be at least having some sort of just main post, at least next season. That's probably going to be be not the, well, it's not already not the main focus, but not a focus anymore, just with a, a redirect there. Uh, but the Discord community is where it's at. Over 700 members of the community, some of the top fantasy players in the game there. It's, it's a great place to go for tips as you're getting close after listening to the show and everything. So it's a great, great place to go to participate in that and to participate in the poll that we have each week with a discord ranking. So it's, it's an absolutely great, great place to go. Um, and of course, MLSFantasyBoss.com. We have the articles. Ashley contributes with that. Blaine does from time to time. Uh, and uh, we also have just the, the ELO rankings and and lots and the, the show up there as well. If you ever lose track and need to find it, then you can always find the, the link right there. So head over to all of those resources. We do what we can to try to help you have the tools that you need to make an informed decision. Uh, and this week, that's that's going to be a little bit extra time. Again, starts on Wednesday. So all that being said, good luck. Mm-hmm.